Welcome to Revolution Podcast, a place where we discuss the Bible, culture, faith, and why it matters for you. I'm Quinn, and this is my co-host, Chase. And if you're looking for a podcast that explores the revolutionizing power of Christ in your life, then this is the show for you. Revolution Podcast, we are back. Not only are we back, but Quinn, we are awake. Are we not awake? Oh, dude, we're so awake. No, it's it's like a little bit of a heat wave right now where we're at. Very mm-hmm. warm. And it's one of the, like, you know, when you're in a car and you're driving and it's very warm and you're like, you're not the one driving, you get to sit mm-hmm. in the passenger seat and it just puts you right to bed. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, oh, I'm feeling that right. It looks like the hot box effect. Like, I'm just like mm-hmm. snoozing. But I, I, but I said when you're not driving, but have you, okay. Have you ever like, if you're like driving late at night or you're driving and you're really tired, do you know that, do you, do you know that feeling when you drive like 10, 15 minutes somewhere and you don't remember driving there just one minute you start driving. And then next thing you know, you're just there and you oh, yeah. don't remember going through any intersections and you don't remember doing all the lane changes and turns, but suddenly you're just there. Yeah. Scary feeling, man. That is. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's deadly autopilot. <laughs> oh my word. Have you ever had it when you're like seen from the office where Michael's driving with his sunglasses on mm-hmm. and he just goes, Oh, oh, and Dwight's like, What's going on? He's like, I just fell asleep for a couple of seconds. Dude, I was I was watching the office earlier today. There's something so funny that I wanted to tell you about, but I can't remember now. Oh, it was shoot. so it, oh, it was some it, like somebody reminded me of you. Like one of the characters, I think it was Michael. Something he said, I was like, that sounds like something Quinn would say. Really? So funny. Yeah. I have that with me and Michael all the time. I'm like, I've said something like that before, but just something he said, I was like, oh. That sounded like Quinn for a second there. Although you sometimes personally try to imitate Michael as well. That is true. I do. The Office is my type of humor. Like it I've is. been watching it for way too, like I should not have started watching it as young <laughs> as I was. That was a mistake on my part. Um, but the humor is just like, in, like it's ingrained. Like, See, that's my type of humor for sure. The funny thing is you say like there was a moment where you thought that I was like, that sounded like Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it sounded like me from Michael. Mm-hmm. But I like to think I'm Jim. Do you? Why do you? Why do you like to think you're Jim Quinn? I don't know. Because he's the the coolest one there. <laughs> personally, personally, oh, do you know? But Dwight reminded me of myself of me in the episode. How are you, Dwight? Though because he was meeting with Ryan, they were having a secret meeting, and oh, Ryan. This is something you would do. Just yeah, secret yeah, well, meeting. The secret meeting. First of all, but then also Ryan tried to make like a Lord of the Rings reference, right? He was said something about like oh, like man. Frodo, and then and then Dwight just goes. How about you let me handle the Tolkien references? <laughs> and I was like, amen to that, brother. I've been there so many times. <laughs> like, like when people try to like, anyways, we'll stop there. Quinn, we've got an actual episode planned today right. for our um, lovely people who are listening in. Mm-hmm. Today, we want to talk about the church. Right. We want to ask the question, why should we even go to church? Which is a question a lot of our, I know our peers are asking. It's mm-hmm. something, yeah, churches like, you know, you miss one week, you miss two weeks, you maybe go every other Sunday. That's 50%. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, why are, why would mean you, because I think we both agree the stance we would take is you go to church every week and it's not just on Sundays, right? Like the church is this family that you're plugged into like day in, day out of the week and, and mm-hmm. they're your people. But why would we you know, why would we argue so strongly for that? So maybe that's kind of what we want to unpack, like that mm-hmm. big broad idea. And then why would we even say that? Like, why is it important that we go to church? But where where do you think the best place to start off that discussion? Yeah, I think to start off the discussion, if we're going to talk about the church, we need to ask the question, what is the church? Nice. I like right. That. Um, 
And so I've got some thoughts, but Chase, do you want to unpack that to start? No, dude, you, you okay. need to stop and then I'll, I'll, we'll go back and forth. Um, so I think, I mean, the church, some people just like to look at the church as it's just a building. Mm. It's like the church is just this big building that for us, um, it'll say Central Community Church or whatever. Yeah. Or or this small building, depending on how Protestant you are, but continue. That's true. Yeah. Um, but for me, like I also go, to, we, our church is in a gym mm. as yes. well, right? Yes. Um, and so- right away, it's like the church isn't just a building. Mm. And something that we see is that the church is actually a people. It's a group of people who come in week week in, week out yeah. to learn about the word of God, yeah. learn to serve him, learn to love him, yeah. and learn to love others at the same time while still asking questions. Um, and at the same time, meeting with people who have walked into the church for the first time. Sure. So when, when you say that the church isn't, uh, it's not a building, it's a people, right? Because there are many, many churches in the world in the sense of the buildings. But when you say the, the church is a people, um, how do we, like, like what, do you, what do you mean by that? Like what, what, uh, what identifies this group of people that we'd call the church? What makes them different from baseball players or from actors, right? Like we can all, we can, we can categorize people into these groups and we know what defines those groups. What, what would you say defines the church as a group of people? Which is a question we can toss out there. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can just hit the racket back at me with the tennis ball, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll take a stab at this. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say, first of all, the the Christian church mm -hmm. means that we're all gathered under the name of God. We're all mm. there to to learn and love the one and true yeah. God who who we all know and love. Right? Yeah. What are, what are your thoughts on that? No, that's good. Um the church as a people. Asking ourselves, what is a church? I agree. The church is a people. Um, sometimes you'll hear this phrase like the universal church, right? Um, uh, I would say what marks off the church, like when, when I say church, um, it's kind of a catchphrase for the term God's people, mm -hmm. right? I, I would say the best way to define the church is say that the church is God's people. Um, you're not necessarily part of the church just because you go to a church or you've been to a church, right? Or you're currently inside of a church. Um, being part of the church means you are a child of God, mm -hmm. right? It means you are a follower of Jesus. It means you call Jesus Lord and friend. It means you're a co-heir with Christ. And so, and so that's kind of how I define that. The church is this body of true believers mm -hmm. in Jesus. And uh, so, I mean, and this is and this is kind of maybe why we want to unpack this because it's so easy for church uh, to be to become the building, right? To become this maybe this hour and a half or two hours every Sunday, right? Uh, this this place where we come in, we say hi to people, we sing some songs, hear a motivational speech, um, or maybe you know some guy talking about a book we don't care very much about, and then we sing another song or two, and then we're out, and we have some bad coffee, and that's about the shape of things. <laughs> Uh, it depends on what church you go to, <laughs> um, but the, like like the church, like like why would we? Because like we, I can say church in the sense of God's people, and I can also say church in the sense of the building, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, if you're a believer, you're just you are 
part of the church, right? Um, but there is there is something special about like a church, like a local church, this this place where believers gather specifically to encourage one another and build each other up and administer the sacraments, right? Like a church is this place where where you can be baptized. A church is a place where you can gather with other believers to participate in the Lord's Supper. A church is a place where you can go to sit under a teaching of from the Word of God. A church is a place where you can go to offer a song, a hymn, a prophecy. A church is a place where the body and of Jesus, and the reason we use the word body is because it's a metaphor Paul uses in the Bible, right? He says you are all members of one body with Christ as your head. So being part of the church means you're gathering with these people, and being part of a body means everybody has an integral part to play. Every single finger, every single limb, every single cell in a body matters. So the believers gathering together is unifying into this body so that Jesus can do his work through us, right? Um, I'll just say one more thing on this. The book of Acts, very, very interesting. It's a continuation of Luke's gospel account, right? And Luke's gospel account, you could say, is the account of Jesus's ministry on earth. And then I would say the best way to summarize the book of Acts is to say it's an account of Jesus's ministry from heaven. Because Jesus says, I will be with you even though I go away, right? I will send a helper to be with you who is the Holy Spirit. And then in Luke, right away, we get the Ascension account. And then on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes and empowers God's people. He empowers the church and the church goes out to spread. But everything they do, it's really interesting when you read through mm-hmm. it, they say, the Lord Jesus has done this. They say, it is the Lord through me. They say, Lord Jesus has healed you, right? And so the church is a body of people coming together to fulfill the ministry of Jesus. Um, and yeah, there, there's so much that plays into that. But yeah, that, that's about where I'd put it there. Anything strike you there that you want to hit on? or No, I think, yeah, I think we can kind of hit in um, talking about, I guess, the question of why should I go to church? Sure, now that we've established what, mm-hmm. what do we mean by that question? Yeah. What, are, what are some, maybe some concrete reasons we can mm-hmm. give to people? Yeah, I think just kind of go through the points that we're hoping to talk through today. Um, The first one is when you go to church, uh, there's community, there's Mm. fellowship, and there's also mentorship in there. And we're going to get into that first. And the next thing is the teaching. You get to listen to a sermon. um, You get to listen. You get to meditate on it. And during, you get to just think. And then afterwards, it's also good to think about that as well. And then service. Um, a lot of people at the church, they they serve, whether mm-hmm. it's in kids ministry, on worship team, welcome team, mm-hmm. whatever it is, those are all very valuable yeah. um, pieces. And then we also want to talk about worship totally, um, just as, as a whole. But before we kind of... Oh, I hope we can get it all. <laughs> I know. Let's do it. All right. Um, b- before we kind of get into this, I want to talk about about uh, why we go to church and it sh- how it shouldn't just be um, something that we walk in, walk out, and unchanged. Mm, I think sure. um, the, the church, when we walk into church, we should walk in with the intention of, I want to learn about God. Mm. I want to learn to love him, mm. know him, mm. and learn how to serve him and care for others more and more. That's good. Because if we walk out of church and just say, that was a good sermon, I don't think about it again. Yeah. Um, I'm caught in that like, literally today um yeah but that's something that i want to work on and it's like hey i want to walk in with this intention of i have an open heart open mind and i want to walk away change knowing god more that's good yeah going like going in with the intention of being changed with the expectation that real change is going to take place so then you're actively looking for it that's good yeah i mean like 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 i mean taking the perspective of somebody who maybe isn't because i think you and i are both quite excited about like 
being able to go to church on a Sunday. Oh yeah. Generally, right? Like it's something like it is in a lot of ways like the cornerstone of my week, right? Like my week revolves around that in a lot of ways. And um, but I mean, I remember it wasn't that long ago when church just wasn't anything special, right? It was it was a hassle a lot of the time. So I, I can I can put myself in maybe the shoes that somebody might be in, mm-hmm. and like you guys who are listening to this, like church. Um, I mean, I mean, even the first thing we want to talk about, like community and fellowship. Maybe church isn't a place where you experience that. That can totally happen. I know I could name dozens of churches where I've talked with people who are either in them or have moved on from them who have never experienced genuine loving fellowship and community within their churches. And so I, I just want to say the. Um, like these are all things we're going to be encouraging you to pursue, and you should be able to pursue them to some degree within the church you are mm-hmm. at. Um, however, I, I I think we we can both understand that not like churches, although they are like it would be great if they were all perfect. Wait, um, like more often than not are not, mm-hmm. right? And so we can totally acknowledge that churches, because they're human run, will sometimes um, fall short in the ways that humans fall short. And so mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll encourage you guys, like, let's engage in community and fellowship. And maybe your church doesn't provide a lot of opportunities to do that, right? Maybe there aren't um, outreach groups and life groups and um, depending on what stage of life you're in, men's groups, women's groups, young adults groups, the youth groups. Maybe there just isn't, there isn't any yeah. programs. Maybe there isn't like this designated time before an after the service for people to um, mingle and chat and like talk with each other. Maybe that just isn't provided. And, and we, we can understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- with on all of this, we would just encourage you to press into these things and act like you said, Quinn, don't just don't make don't make it passive. Right? Yeah. Don't just don't just expect these things to come to you. Actively pursue and chase after the blessings the church can provide. And I fully am I'm fully convinced that God will bless you in that pursuit, right? Like ask and you will receive, knock and the door will be open, seek and you will find. God doesn't mm-hmm. give bad gifts. So pray about this and actively pursue all these different blessings in these areas. And in whatever form that takes in your church, maybe community and fellowship means this one-on-one mentorship with one person in your church who's willing to reach out. And that is amazing. Mm-hmm. So just in whatever capacity you're able, that's what we'd encourage you to pursue these things in. Yeah. yeah. And I think... I, I know lots of people where they just walk into church and after the service, they walk out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think if we're talking about the community and fellowship that needs to be found in the church, mm-hmm. I think for some people, if you're like, hey, I'm not experiencing this um, because people aren't walking up to me and talking yeah. to me, that that's totally fine. Yeah. But I also want to encourage you, um, reach out to some people. Yeah. I For me, like at the church that... Um, our church has many, a couple campuses. And so mm. one of the campuses that I used to go to, I didn't love going there on Sundays for sure because I didn't have anybody to talk to Yeah, um, until one person reached out to me Yeah, and he worked for the youth. And over time, I actually enjoyed going to church for the wrong reasons because all I wanted to do was talk to him. <laughs> but that's how it starts. Over time, yeah. I, I learned to love church yeah. for more than just that reason. For sure. And yeah. so for sometimes it's a, it's a stepping it's like a stepping stone. You just got to, you start at one spot mm. and you reach out to one person, then you get to know them a little bit. Yeah. And then, and then you start to engage more and more. And then yeah. suddenly you might actually find that you enjoy going to church yeah. and you get to, you pay more attention in the service. Yeah. And sometimes all you need is just someone to, to reach out to. For sure. Would you say, so would you say, um, like that initial connection with this guy, do, would you say that is maybe the most impactful moment of like 
community that you experience within the church for yes. yourself? Do you think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Be- good. Because and all, all, as you're saying, all it took was one person reaching out. All it took was one person. Mm. And then I would go to church and I'd be like, I know I can talk to this person yeah. every single week about anything because yeah. he reached out to me yeah. and he cares for me. For sure. and, and that and that relationship started just one Sunday and it turned into a mentorship. It turned yeah. into, he's quite a bit older than me. So then yeah. it's like, y- you get to form a different relationship. Yeah. And that actually changed my outlook on church. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that can just be an encouragement to people who maybe are more comfortable within their churches, like reach out to people yeah. who look like, maybe like they feel out of place or who look bored or who, who look um, concerned or worried or anything, right? Like connect with people you haven't connected with yet. And for those of you who, and, and those of us who don't feel connected in our churches, who are maybe the ones who, who need to be reached out to, um, like blessings often don't come passively right? Like God, God is very generous in blessing people when we don't do anything to deserve it. But often when God performed mighty miracles, especially in the Old Testament, you see that um, there was this, that he, there was this thing that um, people had to do as well, right? Like God, I'm going to provide water for you guys, but you need to dig some ditches to hold the water within, mm-hmm. right? And so um, if, if, if community, like, and I think you already hit on this one, but actively pursue that community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, don't just wait for somebody to come up and connect with you. Like they absolutely can. And that's amazing. But also try to reach out yourself, try to make those connections yourself mm-hmm. and strike up a conversation, strike up a friendship. And yeah, just super encourage people within that. And like, like I mean, that's quite powerful. I think hearing that from you, Quinn, uh, to being somebody who did not enjoy going to church and this one connection, this one intentional conversation, this one friendship, mentorship, relationship has now transformed the way you see church, which I imagine would then in turn transform the way you see life, right? Because yeah. your, your, your life is radically different when you love the church and you love experiencing the community there. So mm-hmm. that, that's really, really cool. Yeah. And and one last thing to add, it's like, I, I honestly remember being younger and I was like, why would anybody like, it's like, we want the, we want to reach out to, um, sorry, we want people to reach out to the church if they need help. And mm. I used to wonder like, why would anybody go to the church for help? Mm. Um, but then I remember like loving church and I, I, I worked at the church and I was like, man, we, we actually, a lot of people reach out to the church because they love the church. Right. And they, and they, they've built relationships there yeah. and those kind of things. And I don't know, I just a side note, for I don't sure. know where that came from. No, that's but, all good. I mean, there, there's, I, th- I think maybe the, the takeaway we can give is that there is like a depth of community and fellowship available to you. Uh, again, it can depend on what your individual circumstances are, but just definitely encourage, like press into that actively seek out opportunities for community and fellowship because we need community and fellowship, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, we are never meant to walk uh, this life as believers alone, even just as like people in the secular world, like people in the secular world also desperately need community and they know that. And so, um, in bringing people in, them becoming believers in Jesus, it's it's a, a, a secondary blessing within that is that you get this rich, rich community, which is so vital to being human, right? Like we're mm-hmm. made for relationships. So just, yeah, encourage people to engage in that necessarily life-giving relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's community and fellowship. What else What else do we want to hit on here? Um, yeah, the teaching. Um, teaching. Do you want to start that off? Mm, yeah, the teaching from the word of God. Um, man, I know that it's an interesting thing. 
um, because I've heard so many different opinions from people on what a sermon should look like, right? Like everybody thinks a sermon should be tweaked exactly what do they like to what they like, right? Like maybe some people like it 20 minutes, some people like it an hour and a half, oh some boy. people like it um, to, you know, go through the words in the original language and like tear it apart and give us all this context of what's happening and like really, really almost like lecture style. Some people don't hardly want the Bible inside of it. And they just want yep. to be like they, they want you to make them feel good before they leave, right? There, then, and then there's all everything that kind of falls within those two extremes. There's so much in what people say a sermon should be, um, but a healthy sermon from the Word of God is going through a book of the Bible. Uh, we call that expositional preaching, right? Like you're going carefully through the Word of God so that you don't just pick topics you like. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're preaching expositionally through, let's say, like the Gospel of Mark. And you, you do that passage by passage by passage carefully through it. So you get everything that that author was trying to say. And, and a sermon is a, a, a teaching from a pastor who has been called by God, been given the gift by the Holy Spirit to be a teacher, spirit-empowered, holy, divine, like supernaturally inspired teaching. And then you, you get it from the most authoritative, beautiful text in the world, the Bible. And, and it, it is made, it, you, you first, you understand, they, they teach you what the passage is actually saying, and they, they teach you what ramification it has for your life today. And you, you get that every single week. And that, like, there, there's no way that doesn't change your life, right? You come to understand the word of God so much better, and it starts to meld with your thoughts and becomes your thinking. And it, maybe you take notes during the teaching and you have um, a life group or you have a group of people from your church you discuss the sermon with either later that Sunday or later in the week and, and it becomes part of your life. And there, there is few things more healthy for a believer than to sit under the regular teaching from the word of God. And I know, and this is the thing, right? Like because people want so many different things, it can be like, well, maybe my church or this church or that church, there's no church I can find that does it the way I like it. Um, I would just encourage you find a church that um, very, there's uh, not a lot of things. I wouldn't put a time limit on it. I would say you're looking for a few things. You want a church that preaches from the Bible. Mm-hmm. You want a church that preach that preaches sermons that make you uncomfortable. You like, if, if you walk away feeling good after every Sunday, um, and this, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not saying this in the sense of your pastor should be shaming you and telling you're going to hell and all these different things. But convicting you. Convicting, challenging, right? Mm-hmm. Like a sermon is not a motivational speech. Um, a sermon should come directly from the word of God. The main point of your sermon should be the main point of the text your pastor is preaching from. There should be a main text and it should be about Jesus. Uh, those are kind of the four things. From the Bible, um, convicting, challenging, main point of the sermon is the main point of the text, and and they talk about Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Like those are the things you want out of a sermon. And you know, there's obviously a lot that goes into that, but um, just the benefits of sitting under the teaching of the word, um, it, it's hard to describe how important the Bible is for your life. And um, if, if, Sundays and your church, if that's the serious, te- because a lot of people don't go to seminary, right? Like you can go to seminary and get like a degree in biblical studies and get your master's and all that sort of stuff. And you'll learn a lot. But for a lot of people, the primary teaching they receive about the most important book they'll ever read in their life is once a week on a Sunday. And so you 
if, if that is the primary source of teaching about God's character that you receive in your life, um, man, that's just beautiful. And I just encourage you to press into that as much as you can. Few th- like, like we said earlier, there's just a few things you can do to press into it. Um, like stay awake <laughs> um, and take notes and have people to talk it over with afterwards. Uh, but that, that'd be kind of my thing on teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, um, something that I've found really interesting and actually not interesting, I found it uh, noticeable in my life, mm-hmm. and I guess it's interesting, is that I will often listen to the sermon. I'll, I'll take notes and I'll, I'll listen and stuff, but when I leave, I'm like, I don't think about it once. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're doing ourselves a disservice yeah. because I think, like I said before, or you said, we should leave change. We should leave challenged. Mm-hmm. We should we should want to leave challenged. Yeah. And I think what that means is that we have to listen to the sermon mm-hmm. intently mm-hmm. Um, and just pick out the pieces. And and just sometimes for, if you get lost in, in, let's say it's like a 45 minute sermon, let's say you get lost in there, just try and pick out some of the key points mm-hmm. that you hear. Yeah. Pick out if they have three points, if they have six points, nine points, what, 10 points, whatever it is. Yeah. Just Keep those in mind yeah. and and just take a look at, man, what does this teach me about God himself? Mm-hmm. What does yeah. this teach me about Jesus, who he is, yeah. how he loves us? Yeah. Because I've I've listened to a bunch of sermons and you can hear the gospel time and time time again, yeah. but sometimes you hear it differently. Mm-hmm. You hear it put a different way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that one time can change your perspective on the whole entire gospel in the Bible. Yeah. And so just listen intently. Yeah. And go away, try and go away with, this is what I learned and try and be like, this is what I learned and this is how I want to carry it into my week. That's good. Um, can I, I'll just quickly say, um, besides the sermons, there's, there's lots of things that you're taught at church, right? Or that you, you can learn from church, right? Like a, a healthy church will, will teach you about like missions, right? They'll, they'll you, they're not necessarily in like a sit down and teach you in a class sort of way, but just um, in either announcements that are given or in conversations that the pastor or in your, if you're in a bigger church, the pastors um, have with the congregation and people and stuff you'll hear. It's like, you'll learn about missions. You'll learn about the missions your church is involved in or supporting. You'll learn what's happening with the global universal church around the world, um, which is absolutely beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you'll learn more about missions. Um, you'll learn how to evangelize. You'll learn how to um, expand the people of God, right? How to, how to open up more people to adoption. You'll, I mean, there's just so many things about how to live a life, like you said at the beginning, Quinn, live a life that more glorifies God, live a life that allows you to enjoy God more. You'll learn so much about that um, by attending and pressing into church. So a lot that goes under teaching, but I, th- I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next up we got service. So what is, Mm. I guess, why do we serve? What is, what does service actually look like? Yeah. Um, so service, uh, there's a few things we get in on there. One, one thing is that the church just provides opportunities to serve, um, which is healthy because, uh, it's important to learn how to serve as a Christian and to do that regularly because Jesus was a servant. Um, more than almost anything else, he was a servant of people. Um, 
people that d- didn't deserve it, people that were way lower than he was. Uh, he was a servant unto them. And so having an opportunity, and we as Christians were meant to imitate Christ. And so having this opportunity to serve um, just is very, very healthy and sanctifying on its own. But then also the chance to serve uh, the body of Christ uh, is pretty beautiful. Uh, the chance to not only, maybe it, it ties into this, uh, especially in the West, we have such a consumer mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Like church, like you, maybe you've heard the term church shopping before, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you've grown up in a church, but you don't like it much anymore. So you go around to a couple, find one that suits you. It's like maybe church isn't about you so much. Yeah. Maybe it's about everybody else. Maybe it's about Jesus more than anybody else, right? Um, yeah, we, we can have such an inward me focus to things and that bleeds into the church, right? Maybe, maybe yeah, like yeah, maybe church isn't necessarily about you and maybe the most important thing you can do in a church is not to receive, but to give. Um, blessed are those um, who... who um, I'm completely misquoting the proverb that Jesus said now, but blessed, blessed are those who give. I will in the CSV, Chase Standard Version. Um, pretty, blessed are those who give. You bl- will be great. You will be great. No, you, that's actually probably not good. You will be dope. You will um, be dopest you, as them all. <laughs> you, you, will be, you will be the dopest in the kingdom of God. Ye who are least in the world will be dopest in the kingdom. We're getting off track. Alrighty. Um, but yeah, so I, maybe, maybe that's kind of what I'd like to emphasize is that church like is not about what you can get out of it maybe with something a lot more important and this you can flip your mentality this way is what can you instead of asking yourself what can i get out of this church is what can i pour into it yeah and and that's i I like what you said there because as you pour into it you're also going to get stuff out of it yeah for sure it's a two-way street yeah and something that i also want to talk about within service is and this something that i've been thinking about a lot is you want to serve with the right mindset. Mm. Um, something that, I mean, I was off helping at camp and I had to continue, continually remind myself, I'm serving to serve others and serve God, not so that I can look good. Right. I think sometimes we, we serve and maybe it's on Sunday if you're playing worship, it's like, look at this cool guitar solo I can do. Neither of us can do that. No. Continue. <laughs> um, or something, something cool that you're doing that is just, it's, it's glorifying to you only. Mm. Um, but I think instead it needs to be, how are we glorifying God with serving others? That's awesome, yeah. Um, and so there's, I mean, Chase talked about serving, but I also want to say there's many ways to serve. Sure. If you don't know how to serve in your church, talk to somebody. Yeah. Um, if your church is small, uh, maybe they have some kidsmen um, or you can help if you are musically talented, you can help out with worship. Yeah. You can... Um, greet people, do coffee, whatever it is. They so many they so need many things, yeah. lots and lots of people. And they also always need people for outreach. Yeah. Um and so just just be open to serve. Have an open heart to serve others because like you said, Jesus served. I mean, yeah. he served and did some of the worst jobs and and we're called to do that as well. Yeah. That's good. Would you say um, me jumping around on a base uh, to myself and looking like a crazy deranged person, would that count as trying to glorify myself? Um, you well, see, you I've see, seen you, you do you it. You see me play bass. You know, you know how crazy I look. No, but I don't. That's different. I would say because not, it's not a serious question. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, if any of you guys go to our church and you see Chase, just he's 
he's hopping around on that bass and I'm just playing piano in front of him. And I look back and I just see like Chase, like running up to the drum kit. Me and the, okay, me and the, whoever's playing drums, me and the drummer always connect, especially when the music swells. Like we, cause bass and drums are like on, like, we're like, we're, we're the percussion. Right. Mm-hmm. So we always make eye contact and it's like, all right, here we go. Here we go. And it just, yeah, it just gets, and when it's, it's my brother good. locks, he just yeah. locks eyes and he's like, let's do this. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So service. I think, I think we hit service pretty good. Yeah. What, what do we got next there? Um, worship. Worship. Yeah. Let's, I mean, we're, I think worship is a good place to let, like, let's finish it off maybe with worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what are your thoughts around like, so again, let's return to our question and maybe summarize where we've been. Um, we're asking why should we even go to church? Um, and so we first want to kind of unpack what church is. It's not just this building you go to week in and week out that is kind of boring and makes you get up too early on a weekend. It's uh, like the actual body of Jesus. It's possibly like the most important like um, routine you could get into is going to church and enjoying church and pressing into church. Um, so then we ask ourselves, okay, so let's get some specific reasons here. Let's not just ask what the church is. Well, we talked about service. Oh, sorry, fellowship. Well, it's fellowship first. Community. We as people need community and relationships and a gospel-centered community is such a beautiful, vital part mm-hmm. of our Christian life. Uh, we talked about teaching. The regular teaching of the word of God is an amazing thing to sit under. Uh, we talked about service. Service is yes. the next thing. Jesus was a servant, so let's serve too. Maybe church isn't about uh, what you can get out of it, but what you can give into it. And finally, we want to talk about worship. Yeah. Uh, so what are your thoughts? Again, let's ask the main question. Why should we go to church? How does worship factor into answering that? Yeah, I... Oh man, there's so many things I could say about worship. Yeah. Um, personally, I love worship. Like worship on a Sunday morning. Um, sometimes it's just like, man, this is incredible. Yeah. Um, and for me, I've found it something that I like to do in worship. Mm. It, S- sorry, you, oh, you continue that thought. I just want to clarify. We're talking about like the corporate sense of worship. Yes, right? corporate like, sense in, of worship. Yeah, for sure. Like all like praising, singing together, mm-hmm. the musical part of it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let me let me rethink here. All good. Um, something that's so incredible about, um, corporate worship, worship in a church setting Mm -hmm. is one, sometimes it's nice to just stop singing and listen to everybody else sing. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, that can actually be very life-giving, um, because you hear everybody else belting out these words and these Mm. praises to God, because that's what worship is. Worship is praise towards God. It's love in song form towards God. And I think that's that's so amazing. And so something that sometimes when I just stop singing, close my eyes and just listen, you get to hear how much every single person in the sanctuary loves Jesus yeah. by the sound of their voice. That's so good. Yeah. What something maybe that like I love about like the praise and the music that you do at church is the way it sticks in your head throughout the week, right? Yeah. Like after a service on a Sunday, I'm just humming the tunes to myself. And we did Christ Alone uh, uh, for worship this morning. And I was just singing it to myself all day. And it's it's a beautiful thing because music, that's one of the beautiful things about praising God with music is it gets stuck in your head. It's something you can repeat to yourself easily. It It is so sticky in your memory. And so then you, you're just going around singing these beautiful, beautiful words all day, praising God all day, remembering his character and the things he's done all day. Um, why should you go to church? So you can experience, like you said, Quinn, the body of Christ praising 
the Lord for who he is and what he's done and what he is going to do. And it just takes this beautiful form of music. Music is like, there's no way around it. Music is a divine spiritual thing. And I know like in, we use it for like, like secular um, there are secular musicians and all that sort of thing, but like God created music to be praised with. Mm-hmm. Music is something that we enjoy, and it is very. If you've ever been to a concert, or if you've ever like even in like in a secular like um, sense, like music b- because it is so inherently spiritual, even when it isn't like god focused praise music it can the beauty of it can just catch you up and you feel almost transcendent and connected with people on a Mm -hmm. level above just what's happening physically in the room around you and so but then when you take that and you place it within the beauty of worship music and like you said when people singing praise to god with these beautiful lyrics that transcendent feeling comes and it it doesn't just kind of lift you up your feet for a while it's not just this, this ethereal thing it is actually based in objective fact which is that we serve a living god and so this transcendent feeling points you toward this objective love of God. And it is so beautiful. And so why should you go to church? Because you get to participate in that every week. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my word. I wish we had worship services every evening at our oh, church. Dude. Like I would go like six to nine every night. Like it, it like three, like honestly, like for hours and hours just to be there in the presence of music and the presence of these beautiful words, praising God in the presence of other people who want to come before Jesus too. And, and just love him and be loved by him and be loved by each other and love each other. It's just, it's just amazing. Right. And again, I know worship can be different depending on um, the actual context of church that you're in uh some churches go super super far with it and have glitter coming down from the ceiling and crazy things and then some churches um there's just one organ and nobody <laughs> really does anything right and if you're like maybe like singing is pretty out there uh during that and so maybe you're just supposed to mouth the words right like i know there's there's a spectrum for these things um but just again, I just encourage you, whatever context you're in, seek to find Jesus in that. Worship doesn't have to, you don't have to weep every time. You don't have to like, you know, shake all around and speak in tongues every time, right? Like, like worship can be simple and beautiful, but it's about, it, it, it is about loving God. Mm-hmm. And it is about acknowledging the character and works of him. And so um, anybody, wherever you're at, whether whether you're you're a glittery Pentecostal or whether you're like a like a starchy old reformed person, like you know, wherever you're at, I, I make jokes. Like I, I'm like I'm just joking when I say these things. But literally, wherever you're at, honestly, you can love Jesus inside mm-hmm. of that, no question. So, yeah, I think I think that wraps it up pretty good. Anything you want to hit on to end of show thoughts? Yeah, I think. Um, why should I go to church? Um, why should I go to church? Um, I think because there's so much more than just people to know. Yeah. I think, yeah, a lot of people are like, man, the church is amazing because it's a community. Mm -hmm. And yes, it is. But there's so much more to learn. Mm. There's, it's more than just a people. It's about sitting under this word called the Bible and learning about our heavenly father, God. Yeah. And, and sitting under it from someone who's thought about it, learned about it themselves and read about it yeah. and, and just taking it and, and making it so that we can all learn and know God and apply his word yeah. even more. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's kind of my thoughts. That's good. Why should I go to church? Um, because it is the, it, it is the place where I most viscerally 
experience God. Mm -hmm. It is the place where I most viscerally come to know him, the place where I most viscerally, emotionally, and objectively, mentally, logically, intellectually, but also emotionally from my heart. That is where I feel him. That is where I know him. That is where I, I, I am reminded and encouraged and edified that not only do I know him, but I am known by him. It is where I acknowledge the beautiful providential works of the Father. It is where I am broken down by the sacrifice and grace of Jesus. And it is where I am empowered by the ministry of the Holy Spirit with my fellow believers around me to go out into the world, to rally against the gates of hell that I experience the rest of the week. It is, it is the gift of God to us while we're still on earth apart from him, right? Because like, when we go to heaven, there's gonna be a community of saints, but God's given us a community of saints while we're here on earth. And it is through that that he touches me and that I am strengthened by him and through that that I experience him. And so the church truly, like the people in it, yes, were fallible, broken people. I, like there's no beating around the bush there. But the church was God's design and the church is his plan. And so he works divinely through that. And so why should I go to church? Because God wants me to. So yeah. yeah, I think that's where we'd wrap it up. Anyways, thank you guys for sticking around through this. Um, again, whatever platform you're listening on, Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, we'd love if you just follow the show, leave a review or a rating. It's a little way to support us, but it actually goes really, really long ways. And so um, just that, uh, check us out on Instagram. Uh, all our updates will be on there. Additional resources um, that we're providing to you guys will be on there as well. So check it out. Check us out at Revolution Pod. Um, but until next time, We'll see you guys later. See ya.